Faith, Hope and Love, episode 313, the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. In the readings today, we hear that the Lord has provided us with abundant gifts and blessings. God knows what we need, and God aims to give us what we need. The people of Israel, wandering in the desert with Moses, become quickly disgruntled, even though God had freed them from slavery, and they start to lose hope. God tells them that they must never stop trusting in his goodness and providence. On that same subject, do you know what big sign Pope Francis placed on his front door? It's a wonderful sign. I'll tell you that later. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Come to my assistance, O Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help, O Lord, do not delay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone and welcome as we gather in silence, reflection, prayer and contemplation of our God. My friends in Christ, to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the spirit of truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the good shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
Let us pray, trusting in God's unceasing kindness. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide, you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. The whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The children of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them, whether they will follow my instruction or not. I have heard the complaining of the children of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The house of Israel called it manna. The Word of the Lord. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. The things we have heard and understood, the things our forebearers have told us, these we will tell to the next generation, the glories of the Lord and his might. He commanded the clouds above and opened the gates of heaven. He rained down manna for their food and gave them bread from heaven. Mere mortals ate the food of angels, 
He sent them meat in abundance. He brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. The Lord gave them bread from heaven. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live, in the futility of their minds. That is not the way you learned Christ, for surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with the new man, created according to the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were at the place where Jesus had given the bread, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to Jesus, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then? so that we may see it and believe you. What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord In the first reading, and subtly referred to in the Gospel as well, we see the dangerous currents created by God's people falling into a culture of negativity and complaint and forgetting the blessings that they've already received. They prefer to count the bad things and forget and cherish the good things that they have received and are continuing to receive. They forget, or they refuse to call to mind, many things that are good and which would well outweigh the bad. The experience of the people of Israel stands as a cautionary example for every generation who follow them. We have to be wary of a culture of complaining and grumbling, refusing to be satisfied by what we have. And then when we do receive something, as wonderful as it is, it's never quite enough. Then there's the situation in the gospel where the people start demanding things of God with a sense of entitlement instead of a grateful remembering and humble heart. We also can be tempted to start demanding that God gives us what we want exactly as we demand it to be given and in the timescale we expect. In the response to the Israelites' demands, God gives them bread from heaven, a fine dewfall of bread, as much as they can eat. But more amazingly, they can eat all they want, but they cannot store it away. They must trust in God's providence day by day. That's a very good attitude for us to cherish in our hearts as well. The second reading echoes this. God's graciousness and generosity is never stingy. It's more than enough. It's never half-hearted. God provides for us in surprising and unexpected ways, ways that may not be what we had in mind when we expressed our needs. Pope Francis always has a very relatable and wonderful turn of phrase in many things. And he's spoken about the dangers of excessive complaining. And he's talked about this many times, including very early in his pontificate, where he said that Christians who complain too much or are melancholic have more in common with pickled peppers than the joy of having a beautiful life. A year later, he broached the subject again during his morning daily mass in Santa Marta. The Pope warned that when we're at prayer, we ought to avoid exaggerating difficulties as compared to those undergoing major tragedies. Our life is too easy. Our complaints are over-dramatised, the Pope said at the time. Faced with the complaints of so many people, of so many brothers and sisters who are in the dark, who have lost all memory, almost lost all hope, who are exiled, even from themselves, our complaints are nothing. Bringing to mind the many who have lost everything or live in exile, the Pope explained that Jesus walked this path from sunset on the Mount of Olives to the last word on the cross. Pope Francis gives two suggestions which can help us in moments of darkness, the first being to prepare ourselves for when the darkness comes. Our Lord warned us, keep praying, that we will have the strength to face the times of trial, which will come to us all. Secondly, we should pray. Pray as the church prays. Pray with the church for so many brothers and sisters who suffer exile from themselves, who are in darkness and suffering, 
without hope at hand. This, he said, is the prayer of the church for these suffering Jesuses who are everywhere. Pope Francis put up a new sign on his door a few years back in his humble rooms at the residence at Domus Santa Martha, where he's lived since the beginning of his pontificate. The sign on the door says, Complaining not aloud. In Italian, Vietato lamentasi. And then in smaller print, a red warning on the sign defines this as the first law in the protection of one's health and well-being. The sign also warns transgressors, saying that they're subject to developing a victim complex, with the subsequent diminution of their sense of humour and ability to solve problems. Complaining in the presence of children, the sign warns, would lead to a double sanction. The recent addition to Pope Francis's door closes on a more upbeat note, advising readers that to become the best of yourself, you have to concentrate on your own potential and not on your limits. Therefore, stop complaining and act to make your life better. The sign was produced by an Italian psychologist and psychotherapist, Salvo Noe, who gave it to the Pope after a June 14th weekly audience a few years back. Noe specialises in psychology in work environments and gives well-being lectures to universities, security forces and companies. Pope Francis also said on another occasion, complaining too often can distance us from Jesus. The Pope says, moaning dashes hope. Moaning and complaining can become a bit of a habit. Complaining frequently can become an obsession that obscures the presence of Jesus in difficult situations. Complaining and griping about others and about things in one's own life is harmful because it dashes hope. Don't get into this game of a life of complaints, he says. Inspired by God's word and God's providence and goodness, let us all walk with God in trust, humility and patience, and with gratitude. Let's continue to be people who are positive, constructive, prepared, and, come what may, filled with faith, hope and love. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We turn to God on whom we depend for everything. Our petitions bear witness to that dependence, and so we pray. For the Church that it may give practical and visible aid to a hungry world. We pray to the Lord for world leaders, that they may unselfishly give time and effort to assist the downtrodden and the poor 
we pray to the Lord. For those who have not yet been fed the good news of Jesus, that they may discover his living and active word. We pray to the Lord. For ourselves, that we may put aside selfishness and illusory desires and be renewed in the goodness and holiness of the truth. We pray to the Lord. For all who have died with uncertainty about the future, that they may see the Lord face to face, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. God of the manna in the desert, we ask you to hear your people who offer these prayers through Christ, the bread of life, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder, to rule in your name over all you have made and forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen.
At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. You have given us, O Lord, bread from heaven endowed with all delights and sweetness in every taste. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Accompany with constant protection, O Lord, those you renew with these heavenly gifts, and in your never-failing care for them, make them worthy of eternal redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for your company as we've given thanks and praise to God and listened and been nourished by his word and spiritually nourished by his sacrament. I hope you have a wonderful week and God goes with us wherever we go. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, the Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today